Welcome to the 360 Serve podcast. Our God is a God of miracles. This episode's title is Miracles. We continue our conversation with Barnabas, servant of the Lord from China, and he's going to share with us some of the greatest miracles he has witnessed in China over the years. I'm Mark Tyler, president of 360 Serve. So good to have you with us. 360 Serve is about a new way to do missions where we help you send indigenous church planters into full-time gospel ministry so they can reach their own country for Christ. Today is the greatest turning to Jesus our world has ever seen, and the Lord is using indigenous church planters to lead the way. Get ready to hear about some amazing miracles of God's protection and provision in the lives of his servants as they're stepping out in faith to bring the good news to those who have yet to hear about Jesus. By the way, are you in need of a miracle today? I pray you'll be encouraged by the stories you're about ready to hear. It is good to be back with uh, Barnabas from China, our guest. And uh, today, Barnabas, we get to talk about really this whole topic of miracles. And I know that as you've traveled in your years throughout China and also with our pastors that we support, the church planters, pastors throughout China, God is working in miraculous ways, ways that he's delivered and provided. And I just thought it would be special to take this segment and allow you just to share some of those moments that the Lord, you know, has just come alongside you or, you know, in your travels and just done miraculous things that that we can bring him glory and honor and praise for, and would just let you share some of those stories. Yeah, sure. Uh, I have heard so many stories of miracles in China. People get sick and God healed them, and a lot of those stories. But uh, I think today I would like to tell at least two of my own personal stories uh, that God has been miraculously protects me. Several years ago, I was uh, going to speak in a Bible school. That's the Bible school that we have been supporting for many years. Uh, we have about 25 students, and it is in a small town uh, in China. And uh, when I say small town, it's, uh, there will be still like uh, half a million in population. But it's kind of... Uh, not exactly in the countryside, but close to town and close to the countryside. Uh, it is like a brown house. It, it, it is a farmhouse used to store vegetables and uh, rice or wheat or corn, those things. They converted into a Bible school with the protection from the local government officials. A couple of them are Christians and others are friends and families of uh, the village people. So they are protecting, or at least they don't report this Bible school. But while I was very close to the Bible school on a private car, I, I, I booked a private car to travel to get there. And uh, the, the driver is actually a Christian. He is appointed by the local pastors uh, to take me to this Bible school. I think there's about less than five minutes I should be at the Bible school. My telephone rings. On the other side, I said that, okay, the weather today is very bad. Do not go where you should go to. So I know what it means. 
we have using some kind of security code in China. So this is briefly speaking, if the weather is not good, that means the police or someone will be heading to the place that I'm going to. The driver is a Christian, so he he also hear that. He took me back to the city. And then uh, later on, after I get back to the city, I get a few hours later, I got another call. So this is the story. As I told you that the village government leaders, they are some two are Christians and some are friends and relatives, so they will not report. But anyway, the police in town heard about the Bible school. So they are going to send at least 30 or 40 police going to raid the school and trying to arrest all uh, the teachers and all those, also the students and maybe the pastors if they are in that school. But one of uh, the police in that police station is a Christian. He is uh, the son of one of the Christians who attend the churches there. So he, he called the pastor and said, please ask all the students and the teachers to leave the school because the police are coming. So that's why I received the phone call and I, I make a U-turn and go back to the city. That The story doesn't end here because... Even though the student can, or the pastor and teachers can run away, but the police may probably come back the next day or the next time if they cannot see anyone there. But this is how God works. There's a big sandstorm after I, I just left to that whole area. When we say sandstorm, it's really like a storm of sand coming to cover up everything. So the police cars... After I left, they were almost there. Uh, they are also about five, ten minutes to this Bible school. But when the sandstorm came, uh, the windshield is covered with sand, and it's just like very, it's like very heavy rain that you can hardly drive. So all the police cars, these police cars, they all stopped and wait until the sandstorm to go away. So it takes about half an hour until the sandstorm came away. And so they continued to drive to the Bible school, but some of the houses, the vine houses, they looked the same, and they were all covered up with sand, and all the footprints on the, on the path, on the road, whatever you call, uh, is covered up with sand. So the pastor told me on the phone that uh, they have been putting everything away and everyone left uh, the Bible school. But still, it is a mud uh, path and uh, the footprints are still on the mud if there's no sand to cover it up. So God really covers everything up and uh, <laughs> protects everybody. So this is one of the miracles I will never forget. Wow. So that sand covered up all the footprints. There's no evidence. Yeah, no evidence. Wow. Hallelujah. <laughs> and naturally, the police never come again because they think there's no Bible schools there. <laughs> wow. Praise so the Lord. So this is how God protects his own people. Amen. Mm-hmm. Man, that's great. Another interesting uh, miracle is also about the toilet. But this time, it's not me. Okay, let me tell you what happened. This is really uh, recently. It was just happened last year, 2019 in March. I was just landed from Hong Kong to Shanghai. I arrived at Shanghai Airport, Pudong Airport. 
So I can use my home return permit as like an ID card for Hong Kong citizens. So I can use the electronic channel. I use it all the time. Uh, it's only Beijing and Shanghai, a couple of other big cities that you don't need to go to an Im- immigration officer. You just use these electronic channels and they will screen your, screen your ID and if you're okay, you will get a go. But this time it doesn't work. The, the red light is on. The door doesn't open. And so I, I tried several times to put my ID card on the screen again, but still doesn't work. So one immigration officer come by, you know, so he, he's looking at uh, his like iPod or something. And then uh, he said, okay, sir, please come with me. Uh, you need to come with me to one of the rooms. I've got this kind of experience several times. And usually when you have to go into a room, it is not good. Uh, they will interrogate you, ask you questions, and they may detain you. So when I was walking, I'm praying to my Lord, Lord, please protect me. Uh, I don't want to be in prison in China. Uh, but if I lead to, and if it is your will, give me the strength that I can endure all the hardship and uh, give me the right word to say or the courage not to say anything. So I was in that room and the officer said that, okay, wait here. Uh, another officer will come to uh, visit you. So I was sitting in this room, very small, about six square feet. Uh, it's only a branch over there. So I was able to sit there with my small backpack. That's all I have. And I know usually I need to wait for about 30 minutes before someone will show up. And I think this is the tactic. And if you're sitting there for 30 minutes, your mind will come up with a lot of questions you will be scared uh, you know you know sometimes you know you don't know what to do but i have this type of experience so all i do is i pray i just ask the lord to be with me give me the courage comfort me give me the peace and i keep praying and i did not call anyone because uh i don't want to scare anyone including my wife because i don't know what is going to happen so anyway i i decided not to call anyone i just call my lord and i talk to him i look at my watch it's actually 20 minutes later, two officers come in. One is uh, pretty young, I think. He's only about 30 years old. Another one, maybe 40, 45 years old, a little bit older, looks older. And so they say, me, sir, please come with me to another room. Okay, so I just follow him and go into another room. It's, it's also a small room, maybe a slightly big, bigger, maybe 80 square feet. And then there's a desk. And uh, two quite comfortable seats for these two officers. And they have a, a monitors. That means they have a computer there. So I was sitting on the other side. Of course, I can, cannot see the computer. I only see the back of the monitor. So they start looking at the monitor. I probably just to, find, to get out my file and check on me. So I was preparing myself how to answer some of the questions. You know, why are you coming in? What do you do in China? I will not say anything about the pastors I know. I will honestly tell them that I'm a pastor. I'm coming in to interact and do some training, theological training, Bible training. I, I will not tell lies, you know. But I cannot also tell them I'm, I own a small business, Switch and Broom, so I'm helping the economy in the poor villages in China. So this is what I do. I will not deny my faith. I will not deny that I'm not a pastor. 
but I will not disclose any names of my friends who are pastors in China and, and location as well. Uh, so I'm waiting for another five minutes. And uh, before they, they try to ask me questions, the older officer talked to the younger officer. I cannot hear quite well, but this is a very small room. So I can, I can hear a little bit. I think this guy, this officer, needs to go to the toilet uh, because she has a, he has a stomach problem. He probably needs to go to do number two. So this is time is not me doing number two. It's this officer. <laughs> so uh, he left the room with only one, this younger officer uh, with me. And then, uh, of course, if he's not talking, I will not talk. In a few seconds, he just said, teacher. Oh, I was so surprised. He called me teacher. <laughs> he said, uh, I know who you are. Uh, I look at your file on, my, on the monitor. Uh, I cannot tell you who I am, but my, my family and many of my friends has attended some of your trainings. And you know what kind of training I'm talking about. I will let you go way now. Uh, I have a higher authority than my colleagues. You know, he has a stomach problem. He needs to go to the toilet. So before he comes back, please go. Pick up your, your backpack and just leave. Go as quick as you can. So I said, thank you. Thank you very much. And then I leave the room. I walk very fast. I get on a taxi. And I start to praise my Lord to protect me. Mm. And uh, if you ask me, what do I learn? <laughs> when I face this difficult situation, I probably will pray, Lord, give them a stomach ache. <laughs> they have to go to the restroom and they have no time to deal with me and I can go. So this probably is not a good prayer, but I'm just joking. Yeah. But God has been protecting me. Yeah. Wow. Praise the Lord. Man, I just uh, was thinking here of Psalm 77, verses 13 and 14. It says this, What God is as great as our God? Mm -hmm. You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. And wow, the display of God's power in those moments uh, is just powerful. Thanks for those stories, Barnabas. And mm -hmm. God is good. He is so good. You know, um, I know one of the miracles that so many Christians in China pray for, Barnabas, is just a Bible. We take our Bibles mm -hmm. for granted. And I know there are millions of Christians. I mean, some will say as many as 80 million Christians in China out of the 150 million, you know, that are estimated that don't have a Bible. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that, Barnabas, and just the desperation, the need for Bibles? And I don't know if there's even stories of you just seeing God and his provision, but, you know, I want to just kind of end our time by having our people think a little bit about just this need in China and praying for Bibles to get to our, I can't imagine, you know, living without my Bible mm -hmm. uh, just every day, you know, I'm in God's word and it feeds our, our souls. And so anyway, can, is there something you like to share or you could share on that topic, Barnabas? Oh yes. Uh, you know, I can, I can take two hours to talk about the need for Bibles and the miracles about uh, God using Bibles to touch people's hearts in China. I have one uh, very special experience. There was about two years, also two years ago, very recently. I was actually at San Francisco airport. When I traveled to the U.S., I was visiting churches like 
Pastor Mark's churches sometimes, and I also go to the East Coast. And this time I was going back to Hong Kong and then to China. I fly out from San Francisco, but uh, I was traveling from the East Coast to San Francisco. So the layover time in San Francisco airport is about almost six hours before my flight will leave to Hong Kong. So, you know, in San Francisco airport, there are a lot of Chinese people there. So that morning when I arrived early and I, I pray and I decided uh, I should talk to some of the Chinese at the airport in the international terminal. So I got a chance to talk to four uh, young people, two boys and two girls. When I say boys and girls, they are like, like 20 years old and they were all uh, students and they're all going back to China. Uh, full Hong Kong as well. So we are basically on the same flight. So I tried to talk to them, not directly about the gospel at the very beginning. I talk about, ask them what they are doing, what they study. So we're a pretty good check. And then I, and then they asked me what I'm doing. So I told them I'm a pastor and asked them if you have interest to hear about the gospel. And then, do you hear about the gospel when you study in college in the U.S. and uh, surprisingly, four of them told me that they have not hear the gospel because they usually in their leisure time after class, they uh, they study in the same college, uh, university, and they said that they will gather together. All the Chinese will gather together. They don't know the life about uh, Americans because they were so closely together. They talk uh, Mandarin when uh, when when it's after class, but. To my surprise, they said, yes, you know, uh, yeah, we, since we have a lot of time, yeah, uh, I will let you talk a little bit. So I shared the gospel with, with them. I didn't ask them to make a decision because I, I think that that may not be the right time. They have some interest, but it's not a deep interest. But, and then I said, uh, I have a Bible with me. Uh, would you like to take this Bible? And when you go back to China or even on the flight, uh, you can read the Bible. And you can read the four Gospels, then you will know more about Jesus. So we finished, I finished the talk. We were reading for about not too long, 45 minutes. And then they wanted to, to walk away. They want to do their own thing. So I don't bother them. But we exchange email address and we check group. So about six months later, I get a WeChat message from one of the students. He said that he became a Christian. I said, do you go to churches? No, I just read the Bible, like what you told me, and I just become a Christian. And I've been share. I'm on fire of the gospel. I, I also share the gospel with the other three friends that we have met at San Francisco airport. And they are seeking, and I, I pray that they will become Christian. And... Uh, as of today, four of them become Christian. Mm. And they also give this Bible to others. Uh, there are a lot of Bible stories like in China. I told them they can, uh, that I, I also give them a USB and, uh, with Bibles at the airport. And, uh, but they still want to read a hard copy Bible. And uh, it is in June, yeah, this year, two months ago, this guy said that, do you have more Bibles? I'm going to a house church, small group. Uh, we can, uh, the church is like uh, dissolved because the government don't allow to. But uh, we were in uh, many small groups and we did Bibles. We're in the city and uh, we 
we have the money to buy the Bible, but we cannot buy any Bibles in China, even if we have money. So do you have resources? Do you have someone I can go to to look for, to get Bibles? So I give them uh, some contact information. And uh, so we are providing Bibles even for the intellectuals, for the new believers who are in urban churches, because there's no way nowadays that they can buy Bibles. China in the last couple of years has stopped the Bibles even on sale at the government churches. So we do lead uh, Bibles, either USB and the most welcome is they want to have their hard copy Bibles and we are still working on it. There's still many other stories that people just get the Bible and they read the Bible and they become Christians. And God has been using his own work to, to reach out to a lot of non-Christians. But what our responsibility is to provide the Bible so these non-Christians can get to read the Bible. Yeah. The greatest missionary is the Bible. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow, the Word of God is so powerful and active, sharper than, two, than any two-edged sword. Yes. And it pierces and it mm-hmm. encourages and it speaks and it reveals. And we know that. Um Barnabas, I know that we we partner with you in bringing Bibles into China, mm. and uh, three dollars a copy, right, is mm. what we can yes. provide. You know, in yeah. China, and mm-hmm. we don't need to go into all of how that comes about. But uh, what an incredible opportunity and investment uh, to bring a Bible to a believer or to someone uh, you know who is is seeking and God's word is so great. So yes. thanks Barnabas for this session, you know, just on the miracles of how God has continued to protect you and our brothers and sisters in China. We'll continue to pray for those miracles to uh, a protection and provision. And also that many will receive Bibles and come to know Christ the savior and Lord. It's an honor to partner together Barnabas. And thanks again for mm-hmm. the special fellowship we could share today. Yeah. God bless you all. Thank you, Barnabas, for sharing with us these stories of God's miraculous interventions. It's so true. Nothing is impossible for God. I pray God has encouraged you today. With whatever you might be facing in your life, God is able. Thank you, Barnabas, also for reminding us about the power of God's Word, the Bible. What would our life be like if we didn't have a Bible? Can you imagine what that would be like? Yet in China, anywhere from 40 to 50% of Christians lack a copy of God's word. Here's your action step of the day. Maybe the Lord is speaking to you about helping a Chinese Christian get a copy of the Bible, God's word. Did you know you can place a copy of the Bible into the hands of a Chinese Christian for only $3 per copy? If the Lord is speaking to you about this, go to 360serve.org click on projects, click on Bibles, and then give as the Lord leads. 100% of what you give will go to bring Bibles to Chinese Christians. $30 brings 10 Bibles. Imagine one of your brothers or sisters from China receiving their first copy of God's Word. There are a lot of Chinese Christians that are praying for that miracle to happen, and maybe God will use you to bring that miracle to their life. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you've been encouraged. In our next episode, Barnabas will share with us some of the primary lessons God has taught him over the years in his ministry with the Chinese house church movement. Can't wait for that. Until then, may the Lord bless you.